shit just took <laughs> that shit just took me back to the epic uh, Lawrence versus Wood whistle battles. <laughs> <laughs> hey boy. <laughs> Two niggas whistling like, damn, each other Right. My daughter whistles all the time. Like I, I, I whistle, and now all of a sudden she just like she whistles all the time now. Yeah, that I should think be funny. Whistle in general as a novelty for like a grown ass chick. That's what you whistle. Does it call me by surprise? Like, I'm Let's take this overboard now. Feel that heat, and we can ride the boogie. Share that heat of love. I wanna With all due respect, this is Chef. And as always, when listening to our podcast, be sure to give us a shout out, man. Another way of sharing our sweet podcast is telling your friends, you know what I'm saying? So if you have a friend out there, or multiple friends, or even Facebook friends, and that's not real, Instagram, whatever, tell them that you fuck with our podcast, man. Like everybody listen to podcasts. Now we're in a pandemic kind of still. Niggas be bored and they be wanting shit to do, man. Listen to us niggas. Listen to us talk talk shit and, and have fun and and whatever the fuck. It's episode 134, gentlemen. Well, with the white voice, what up? 5,000 North South Florida. It's your boy, J. Joe. Jesus went to heaven at 33. So did Pimp C. So did Nip C. Right on. Um... So yeah, we didn't pot last week. I forgot why we didn't pot. It don't matter. Why this isn't a weekly? This isn't a weekly show. We did we ever commit to this being a weekly show? We never did. Uh-uh. I had a conversation with one of our listeners, a homegirl. She was on the podcast before Shaylin. Shout out to Shaylin, and she was like, "The most important thing about podcasts is that you're consistent." And I'd be stopping listening um, when niggas don't be consistent. I was like, "Well, you, you better." better not stop listening to us. And she's like, no, 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 I'm used to it now. So I feel like we're getting to the point where the conditioning is in place. Um, shout out to us for that. But, um, you know, I think, I think we're getting an understanding. Niggas know we have, we have lives to lead and, and shit happens. But I feel like we I th- are consistent. I think we should podcast every week. I, 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 I do too. That we don't. I agree with every week. But, but. No, we went for long stretches where we was doing that shit. Well, I mean, honestly, in the past, what, four, how long have we Three years? Three, four years now? Three years. We haven't gone longer than two weeks. So, I mean, that is consistent. Yeah, well, we it, haven't. You're right. You know what I'm saying? That is, it's not like we took a month off at certain times. You know what I'm saying? Oh, God forbid. I, I wouldn't know what to do. We just take a week off every now and then. And you see that from other podcasts, like NFL podcasts, NBA podcasts. Like, sometimes motherfuckers will take a week off. That's. Some niggas do seasons. It's okay. Some niggas also just produce podcasts that are five minutes long. So fuck y'all. Well, some people will sit down in a day. They'll fl- all fly to Orlando, like like the athlete, the athlete podcast. Some of those are weekly, but a lot of those are recorded all in the same day. That makes sense because yeah, they don't really all of them live near each other, so they'd be in Miami or Orlando or wherever the fuck. Yeah, they'll so do like six podcasts in a day, and they'll just change clothes. Like between podcasts and they're in the same house, and then they're good for like six weeks. 
that reminded me. One of our other listeners um, called me randomly um, and said that uh, this is my nigga, but he was like, "Y'all should start like showing the podcast, like videoing like the calls." And putting them on YouTube. I thought was a, that wasn't a bad idea to me, I guess, because he's like, you'll get more insights on YouTube. You'll get more pulls because people like to listen, like to watch their podcast. So that was interesting. Right. We've been talking about that for like. <laughs> Leave it to your homeboy. Why we did it then? I don't, so, I don't be knowing that shit. So, Chef, how can other people randomly call you? Anybody who wants to randomly call you, how can they get in touch with you randomly? Um, you call me um, on my cell phone. What, what's, what's, the, what's the number? I'm not going to share that. What, I don't what really... happened last week was that somebody couldn't pod on Tuesdays, Tuesday, so they said, oh, we'll pod on Wednesday, but Wednesday was Cinco de Mayo, and that's one of my favorite drinking holidays, so and eating holidays. So we didn't pod on Wednesday. And then niggas hate podding on Thursdays now, so that's what happened. How was Cinco de Mayo? Fucking awesome. <laughs> What happened? What, what, what'd you do? I, uh, they had this whole, if you paid, I think, $25, $30, all you can eat tacos. Manny Fresh was DJing. Damn. It was, a, it was a vibe, as the kids say. That sounds outstanding. That does sound like a vibe. All you can eat tacos, how much for the liquor? Uh, they gave you, like, one drink ticket, but, you know. They had little stands. It wasn't. I mean, you had to buy your drinks, but it was still cool. How many tacos did you eat? Uh, probably twelve. Twelve? God damn! damn. So it was like traditional tacos or real thick tacos? Nah, they were like uh, like Mexican street tacos. Corn oh, okay, like little baby tacos. That's a legitimate yeah, taco, tacos, though. Man. That's a legitimate taco, though. But you can eat twelve of those. Yeah. Nah, yeah. I can't. I can't. You gonna be full as fuck? You gonna be bored? Nah, you're not gonna be full as fuck. They baby. Uh, uh, my stomach be sensitive now that I'm getting older. So, so what else did you? What else been going on with you, JJ? That's what we're doing right now. Oh, okay, that's what we're doing. Uh, I went home for Mother's Day uh, to see my my old girl, as they say in Miami. Uh, mm-hmm. It was cool. Uh, took her out to eat. Uh, a modern little restaurant. It was real cool. Uh, I said a joke that I feel like should have got more love that didn't. Uh, my sister was left-handed, and she was trying to scoop something out of something. And I was like, oh, damn. She's like, yeah, this world just isn't built for left-handed people. I said, damn, you've been having to deal with right supremacy your whole life. And, <laughs> and, <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, that's just fucking hey, I'm with it. Right, right supremacy? I'm, I'm um, with it. So that's, I can't believe I've never heard that before. Nigga, I'm a fucking genius. That's why when I take my talents to South Beach, I'm going to be salty. I turn this to the Joe Budden podcast. Um, that nigga finna be broke. But, uh, I, I wasn't even ready, but that deserves... Uh, also, let me ask you this. Do y'all say worth your wild or worth your while? I'm going to go with your, the first chef. Worth your while? Would... In my, okay, I say worth your while, but my mouth says worth your while. Hey, five thousand. Wow, W H I L E. Oh man! All right, let me tell you. This whole time, I thought it was wild with the D. <laughs> most people say most people life. say worth your while. 
Right, because most people have said it, and I've just never looked it up. And somebody said, worth your while. And like enunciated the L. Hard L. Not, with no D on it. I said, worth your That makes a lot more sense than worth your while. So I'm just trying to see how many people are paying. But what does worth your while mean in context? Does it mean like <laughs> worth acting the fuck up? Like, I, I don't know. It's an idiom. I, yeah, man. right. It, it might doesn't be worth matter. You getting wild about it or something? I don't know. I, I just heard it. Worth your while. So I think it's. But, I think yeah. that's an idiom. Is that what an idiom is? Yeah, I think so. I think so. So I ding. I also dinged myself this weekend. But yeah, that's what that's been going on with me. Right now, what's been going on with you? What? Pass. <laughs> what flavor of uh, dum dum are you sucking on on the podcast? As we all see you, <laughs> I don't know what this is. This is like one of the pineapple flavors. It got to be uh, what is this? Uh, it's got a pineapple on it. It's got a lemon on it. It is lemon lime. That's why you're making them mouth noises. It's like tangy. I get it. Yeah, citrus citrus will do that to you. Okay. Past then. What's going on with you? Five thousand hours your weekend, man. It's cool, man. Had a good time, just hanging out and chilling. Got a fresh cut. And I just did that today, so that wasn't the weekend. But yeah, um, you went to the bar. You, you went to the bar. Where you did that? Hold on, you had dimples this whole time. Yeah. That niggas always had dimples. <laughs> we look at each other for hours. They could get a haircut and get dimples. Right. That nigga brought his dimples out. Look at this nigga. Right. That nigga got rid of his beard. Hey, my nigga, fade my shit on the side and give me the dimples. Appreciate it. Exactly. Give me the dimples, nigga. Dimples is five, cuz. Right, niggas got uh, yeah. I just got the dimples like the nigga airbrush canister had been out. So. <laughs> yeah, the shit back working today. But yeah, just chilling, man. Uh, that's it. Same old. I made a commitment though, <clears throat> not to uh look at my laptop this weekend. So I succeeded at that, but now I'm kind of paying the price, man. That's fine. Fuck this. Oh, you always pay the price, man. You got to pay the piper when you don't uh, fuck with the work. Right. Did yeah, everybody win Mother's Day? Shit. Did Mother's Day work out for everybody? Work out as far as it was like the mothers. Like go smoothly? Yeah. Smoothly. Yeah, I think, it, I think Mother's Day went straight. Um, I did everything um, my wife wanted. I think it's, I mean, I believe you have to ask just to make sure you providing the optimal experience. So I, I did, and I, I feel like everyone was happy. My daughter was happy. She was happy. Everybody was grateful? Uh-huh. Everybody was grateful? Yeah, man. Everybody was grateful, man. That's everybody good, man. loved it. That's good, man. So uh, it was awesome. But um, I will say we did fuck up the plan. And so my sister, uh, we went to the beach. And I was trying to get my sister and my mom's and, all her people, to, her, my brother-in-law, all them to come down. I couldn't get them, so they a little salty with me. So they be I mean, they I mean, I'll be fine. I sent, I sent gifts. I'll be good. But I was like, I mean, we do usually spend Mother's Day, but shit happens, man. Like you have to. Like my mother moved, so shit happens. So you have to rearrange things. So uh, refactor whatever the fuck. So, but they'll be fine. They didn't get gifts, and I'll see them soon. So. The workout. What's what's going on with you, Chef? Other than Mother's Day, you Everything was already was cool. talking. You was already talking. Why didn't you just go into what, how your how your fucking weekend was? They just went through shit out the bad boy. The little sweet, right? I just went there, wanted to ask me. So everything else been straight. Um, I got my ass whooped at work, and they gave me another. Um, this time they giving me dinner. 
a night on the town. Um, it, it isn't it isn't money. I know we had this discussion, but um, I guess I'm doing a good job at this job. So don't worry, people whine and dying you a lot, man. You sure you're not gonna die? <laughs> what you said? Wait, what? They whine and dying you a lot, like you getting awards, you getting taken out to dinner, like they fattening you up like Hansel and Gretel, dog. Like you sure they're straight? Fattening me up. You ain't never heard Hansel and Gretel? They like fattened the Hansel. And then they ate, and they ate her, and she ate. They tried to eat the kids. That's how Hansel and Gretel went, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. She tried to eat them. Yeah, I remember that. Hansel, I thought I might be mixing my stories up. I thought Hansel and Gretel was the ones that was leaving the uh, the breadcrumbs so they could get back the out the door. It's the same story. Man, it's oh, okay, story. Cool. All them yeah. stories, all them Brothers Grimm stories are dark as fucking ended up with children being eaten. What the fuck is up with that, first of all? Well, first of all, it's the Brothers children. Grimm, nigga. Like, what I said the this? Brothers Grimm. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying the name. It's like a Oh, their, their name. I thought it was Grimm. their name, though. It well, is. Come it for is the shit government. talk, no, stay no, for the literary no, analysis. Right. I get it. But yeah, um, no, I, I've been like, I, I've been really stressing. Like, I haven't worked this hard in a, in a long time. I'm not counting the layoff, but I, um, so I've been dealing with this really rough client and they was like, uh, you know, you really been doing well with them, even though they're very difficult. But in the meeting I had, I got so angry. I got hot in my office. I took off all my clothes and did the meeting or whatever. And this is like around two in the afternoon. My wife comes in to tell me she's like about to run some errands and she sees me in the office naked and she's like just turns around and says no thank you no no no, no. your wife just, saw you, wait your wife saw you naked in the office and said no thank you she thought because she thought I lost my mind oh okay it's right. fair it, it, I probably was why'd you take the clothes off like how does that how does how does that get you over the the hump of frustration it wasn't because I was frustrated it was because I was angry and my body he started like my body temperature so started. so if we at homecoming and you get in a fight with a nigga do you start taking clothes off i don't get fights with nobody i'm four years old dog. i'm just saying like if you get angry with a nigga like that's your natural response takes, to anger. here's the thing it takes a lot for me to get angry for real like i gotta be fake mad all the time like, ah, mm, you know that's that's funny but like like inherent like 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 legitimately angry like it takes a lot so i wasn't even expecting to even feel that way like I started sweating and shit. So is and it, it an o- like, is I, it an was, overwhelming urge to get naked, or is it just like a coping mechanism? Like I should get those naked. Are coping you know? me- I, I was like, I got naked because I need to cool down immediately. Okay. Right. But, like y'all got central lift. I'm about to say like. And I got a fan. I'm about to say niggas don't fuck. That's with what me. I'm saying. Like, well, some niggas get mad. They take their shirt off as a. I don't know if it's a coping mechanism, but it's just like. That's just what they do. Maybe it is a coping mechanism. I've never been that angry. To where I had to like disrobe, so it was a new experience. Until you started supporting this client, they made you—they're the first ones to make you get naked over anger. Yeah, the clients really awful. Like they're terrible people. Okay. And that's why I was like, "Man, what's your favorite restaurant, man?" And uh, you know, what I'm saying, "What's your, what? Get, get, tell us a bottle of wine you like, and we gonna mail it over to you." I'm like, "Okay, whatever." So the whole George Floyd situation, all of that, like not naked, but whatever the fuck is going on with these clients is a naked it's a naked scenario is that what we're saying yeah what 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 puts you over the top where it's like after they said it like oh yeah now I gotta get naked like what 
what triggered what what triggered it was within the context of the conversation they were basically saying our team was being dishonest in terms of what we were working towards in the in the status of our our product so and you feel like it was calling you a fucking liar to your face and you decided right. okay all right i see that well are these people white they're white people Absolutely. So these crackers called you a liar to your face. You said, fuck that. I, I got to get naked, basically. I got to get naked. Okay. Immediately. Okay. Right now. Would That's you fight happened. somebody naked? Is that what, is that something that can happen? Yeah. Or, or you'll fight somebody naked. Okay. Yeah. No, no further questions, so Ron. That's so all I got. I Miami. Remember when um, bath salts were the rage? Mm-hmm. And the nigga got butt ass and like ate them motherfuckers? You? No, a nigga did that. Oh, a nigga did that. So basically, oh, no. angry, angry crackheads get naked all the time. I mean, yeah, yeah. So this nigga got to eat motherfuckers like Brothers Grimm style. So, do you smoke crack? Shit. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, like I, I, I appreciate I appreciate the call back though, the Brothers Grimm. Uh, Thank you. Right. I did have an edible, so I'm I'm in a vibe. So it's all good. Is that why you? <laughs> took a bottle to take a sip, opened it up, and then closed it back. And then, and then, then closed it right back. back. That's how we need a video, dog, so they can see these. We've only been stuff. saying this for the last six months. Right. Can you eat crack? Eat crack. I imagine you could eat anything, but like, is there a crack edible? Is that a thing? Oh, I, I see. People talking. always be saying that shit. Like, man, this shit got crack in it. If you didn't have to smoke crack, would crack be a better situation? If you didn't have to smoke it. If there's a crack, if you could bake crack into a brownie, would you? Do you can. You could. You could. You can do that. You could do anything. <laughs> but I heard it stank. But would you, does that appeal to you? Does crack appeal? I to mean, you? weed stinks, but it doesn't stink in a brownie. Weed, weed does stink. Weed smells good for one, but for two, all weed don't brownie. smell good. All weed don't smell good. All weed ain't good weed. The good weed smells pretty sweet. Like they Even make a bad weed smell it. No, bad, like, bad weed smells like because when I smell bad weed, I can't determine bad weed and underarm funk. There's a crossroads what, between the two. What year was this? What year did this happen? 2020. Like, like recently. Like niggas weed still is smoke. So sweet now though. Niggas yeah, still smoke garbage weed now. Nah, nigga. Where? I can't find no bad weed no more. That's because you fancy. We know where you live. They have weed in a powder form now. They do? Yeah. What do you do with it? Snort it. Snort it, man. Is it a different... I've never done it. it. So it's the same question. So smoking weed is not a problem. Love smoking weed. But at the moment that you snort weed, is it now more provocative of a substance now that you're snorting weed? No. Eat weed? I mean... Eating is the most docile way of ingesting weed, right? Like nobody cares if you eat weed in a fucking brownie, but if you were to freebase weed, niggas is like, you can't freebase weed. You can't. You can freebase anything. You can freebase smoke wax, baby powder if you want to, but I feel like we have a whole lot of shit to talk about. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I had had a question. That was a good question, though. I would snort weed. Um, but speaking of gas, <laughs> I don't want to die. speaking of gas, so there's a gas shortage uh, throughout the southeast, and we're not talking about that sweet Chiba, baby. We talking about Petro. Apparently, there's been a um, I'm waiting to help the people. There was a ransomware attack 
on the um, on a pipeline that supports, I guess, the majority of the southeast. Southeast and the mid Atlantic. And the mid Atlantic. Oh, okay, so it goes all. It's in. It's affecting all too. It goes all the way up to Maryland. Not so oh, much shit. of Maryland, but definitely all of Virginia and up into southern Maryland. I did. Yeah, I mean, on the news, they said some shit like Maine. They were just saying like the East Coast, like yeah. all the way up and down. Oh shit! Anybody who that pipeline supports <laughs> is affected. Yeah, I mean, but I bought some gas today because I mean, my wife was like, "It's a state of emergency in Florida. We need to get gas in the car." So I went got gas immediately and filled up both the cars. But it wasn't like nobody was tripping. Like I didn't see no, there was no lines. Traffic was going as normal. Well, consider yourself consider yourself blessed because I heard I, Tallahassee that shit was around the corner. Atlanta's going crazy right now. Yeah. Uh, Atlanta always fucks shit up. But the thing about it is, anywhere that there's black people, right? Or poor people, right? So you gotta ask yourself, is there no gas because of the hack? Or is there no gas because people heard about the hack and now they go and buy gas and there's no more fucking gas, right? There's two different reasons why there can be no fucking gas. Like, that pipeline's not the only motherfuckers to provide gas. A lot of the, whatever it is, the tanks, the underground tanks at the gas station have been full. It's not even the end of the week yet. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. they should have been full at the beginning of the week. So, there's gas. People just went and bought all the fucking gas. Yeah, it's an emergency. Not necessarily because of the hack. Because motherfuckers went and bought all the gas. I don't, I don't, I haven't heard from anybody who hadn't been able to get gas, though. Well, let me, I take that back. I heard somewhere in, uh, some places in Atlanta, they didn't have, um, like, 93, like, premium, um, so all you can do is 87. So if you have a, a performance vehicle, then I guess you're fucked. You don't have to put uh, whatever, 83 in your Lamborghini. Or if you just like the treat your car to 93. All right. right. I put 93 in my shit. My shit is not a performance. Hey, boy. Hey, humble brag. Yes, you know, I uh, I put uh, 93 in my in my vehicle and whatnot. Yeah. Performing there. Right. That's but so, first of all, like when they say you got a vehicle. Right. I don't got a car. I got a vehicle. I got an automobile. <laughs> yeah, motherfucker told me today they bought their airline tickets. I was like, your plane airline tickets? tickets. I say, oh yeah, you definitely fancy. I know you ain't flying Southwest because them plane tickets. You got airline. But what's the airline though? Because everybody flies. I fly. I fly Spirit and Heartbeat. That motherfucker just flies. Nah, they. I think they were on Delta United. It wasn't Southwest, so I think that's. Oh, they are fancy. I've only. Flown. I think they got like, they had like uh four different like levels of airline tickets to it. It, it was like, uh, Comfort Class. Uh, oh yeah, it's definitely Delta. Yeah. Oh yeah. I've only flown Spirit one time, but it was like literally a brand new plane. Like that might have been the first time that shit ever flew. And I just went to sleep, and they asked the lady for shit, and I didn't have no problems. I don't think. I don't think. I don't think. It still Spirit, smell like new plane. Uh, just, just be fair. I don't think Spirit has brand new planes. I, I promise you, this plane brand fucking new. We can't shit on Spirit. No, Spirit you be having brand new planes. No, Spirit probably no, got brand new. Spirit, Spirit probably on. got brand new seats. Shit on. We can shit on Spirit. <laughs> Them seven thirty sevens that they fucking fly is probably old seven thirty sevens. That they bought from Delta. That's how they cut them fucking costs. <laughs> they get their shit from fucking plain facts. Yeah, basically. <laughs> basically. Plain facts on this bitch. Um, what we talking? Oh, no. Going back to the hack. So, the, so from what I've been reading, what I've been hearing, 
like these fucking gas motherfuckers get hacked like pretty frequently. Um, but whatever hack or virus or whatever they put in, supposedly they already knew about and they had the uh, y'all niggas uh, fucking uh, IT. They had whatever virus control, like antivirus. Control. So, so ransom. Whatever. All right. So ransomware attack, right? Basically, you live for vulnerable networks. Vulnerable networks being any network that is not up to date on the latest motherfucking patches, not using the latest uh, application security measures, all of the good shit that you would expect from a top-notch corporation. Because pipelines, honestly, are not development companies. They're just providing gas. So they don't really need to upgrade that shit like they're supposed to. Fuck it. Who cares if we don't upgrade it? We're not providing software. So hackers understand that we have an organization that has money, high amount of money, Low amount of sophistication. What they do is they have malware. <clears throat> well, actually, they have multiple teams. They've explained this on CNN. They'll have a team that will penetrate the network. They'll get into the network, get access. And then they have another part of the team that will say, okay, now that we have access, we're now going to develop a specific piece of malware that will come in and encrypt their entire fucking network. The entire network is encrypted, so none of the users, none of the people who work for the pipeline can access the network. They can't access anything and they can't provide gas, none of that shit. And now that it's encrypted, saying, all right, if you want us to unencrypt the shit, you must pay us $2 million, $5 million, $10 million. And that's the ransomware. That's how they get the money. I don't know if they paid the money or not by virtue of the gas probably flowing at this point, but late, I would assume they paid the money. But that's essentially how it works. But the pipelines have been a weakness in our infrastructure probably for a decade. Like, we've had reports saying the infrastructure, the pipelines are a soft target for India, for Russia, so on and so forth. But it takes a lot of money and it takes a lot of investment to upgrade those systems, and that hasn't been done yet. So we're going to continue to see attacks like this until that's done. Right. And the the companies are privately owned. So somebody was asking me, like, well... Because we don't know how much ransom it is. So, so say it's $2 million usually, and these niggas asking for $200 million this time. All right, so the government has to get involved um, because now, because they're a provider of a um, uh, an essential service. It's a public service. utility, yeah. Right. It's affecting the, the people of the United States, but the government also doesn't deal with terrorists. So... At that point, it's kind of like, well, what do we do now? Do we pay the motherfuckers? But I'm like, well, if y'all niggas didn't upgrade y'all shit, and y'all niggas shit got hit, that's on y'all. And y'all niggas got bread, bitch. Yeah. What that got to do with me? You know what I'm saying? So that's that's kind of the well, it's it's kind of a situation because it's state sponsored terrorism, right? Like these motherfuckers are not lone actors; they are endorsed by the Kremlin. You know what I'm saying? So. Right, because these are Russian hackers. Right, so these are Russian hackers, yeah. and they are independent, but they're pretty much blessed to go and do whatever the fuck that they will by the Kremlin. So wait, now, wait, wait, wait. The Kremlin is behind this pipeline shit? Right, Kremlin, like you can't feed oh, the motherfuckers man. after midnight. Yeah, like, the, <laughs> so so, so the, the Kremlin basically is like, we're not going to do any dirt, but we're going to outsource and subcontract all the dirt that we want to do to put that layer between us and the dirt, right? So when the U.S. says, hey, man, why you hack our fucking pipeline? Like, hey, man, that wasn't us, man. That was this hacking group. We don't really have control of them. 
But we're smarter than that knowing that, hey man, look, these are your fucking people. We know that you're fucking endorsing them. You're subsidizing them in many ways. So we may or may not have paid the ransom. We may have said, well, look, if this is what we're going to do, don't be surprised if on Tuesday, the power grid on the entire eastern side of your country goes down, right? Like, that's the type of shit that goes down when it's like, what do you want to do? Do you want us to take out the power on the eastern side of your country? Or do you want us to pay the money? If you want us to pay the money, it's not going to be pretty. You know what I'm saying? That's the type of shit that happens. But it's not just one little organization who's just hacking us just for the shits and giggles. You can't take down a power grid independently and not have backing from a nation state. So, basically, Russia just going to keep fucking with us in perpetuity, like, whenever they feel like it. Habitual line like, steppers. Whenever they need a few dollars. Like, right. <laughs> hey, man, yes. you know, hey, call America yes. right quick. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like, they yeah, had to get... Off the internet. Ru- Russia is Benny Blanco. Like, they, Benny Blanco, they going to keep fucking with you. And if you continue to not deal with them... And if you continue to let them slide and not cut them off with the ankles, in the end, they're going to be the ones to slit your throat. That's how Russia's operating right now. And who is Billy Billy Blanco from Carlito's Way? Yeah, Benny Blanco from the block, from the Bronx. Is that the buzzy from the Bronx? It's an alliteration, it sounds, but if he is. So you think we're going to try to go? Alliteration is a repetition of consonant sounds at the beginning of a series of words. Boo, it was an English lesson today, boy. You would have had a great time there because the other day somebody dropped onomatopoeia in a sentence. Oh, man. But they was trying to, they was looking for alliteration, I think. I forgot what word they was looking for, but they was like onomatopoeia. And then I was like, no, I think you're looking for alliteration or whatever. And they was like, boom. And then we just laughed. (laughs) 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 I love the the jokes. I I I definitely would have enjoyed that. That was good. For you all don't know, automatopoeia is a, a, a noise, a word that makes a noise. And that's why he said, boom. We have a diff- we have a diverse crowd. Right. I had a rap line. It's like, when I see it, it's like an automatopoeia. Like, pow. <laughs> then I go to say, pow, boom. But never mind. I've been rapping all day, guys. Don't worry about me. You had a question, Sean? Because like, we all know some people that you couldn't even tell that joke around. Like, they would have been like, what's so funny? <laughs> oh, I'm gonna tell you right now. Onomatopoeia jokes is S- ACT and SAT score minimum to get into that fucking conversation. <laughs> but there's a threshold. There's a threshold. But yeah, man. So speaking of um, thresholds, and assonance is a repetition of like a vowel sound. In case it's right. he's on fire. Right. He's heating right, up. I'm about to get you. I'm about to get you a jacket with them sh- um, shoulder pads and the shits on your elbows, right. man. With the elbow pads, nigga. Professor J. Joe. The professor, dog. With the tweed, dog. Abra sus libros a página. Shit. But speaking of thresholds, man, I feel like uh, SWV and and uh, Escape were a bit over the age threshold, but they did have a cracking ass little verses on uh, Speak for yourself. Mother's Day Eve. No, um, no, nah, nah, I'm, I'm just bullshitting, but on Mother's Day Eve, they did have their um, their verses. It was Mother's Day weekend, man, so I missed most of it. Um, 
And honestly, when I got back to the hotel, I was just too sleepy to really give it my full attention. But did y'all watch the verses on this past weekend? Yes. I did. Yes. Yeah, that's how big. And it was uh, underwhelming. Uh, I've I've spoken on this podcast before about how excited I was about this uh, this shit. Love SWV. Uh, I really like Escape. They both had '90s bangers that were on my uh, my sex tapes uh, growing up. So even though I wasn't having sex till later on, um, so I was really excited. Right? How could you go wrong? Escape and SWV. They both had bangers. Uh, but yeah, it went wrong. Uh, <laughs> what the happened? Fucking, I- the first half was poo. So Escape opened up with a nice little um, Here's my living in vain. I think that's no, of course, I think that's the first thing they did, right? So it was like, okay, what SW gonna come with? So Coco Taj and the other one, they just sitting on the couch with these glitter mics and whatever song they had, it's just playing in the background. I think they was it was a Clark sister song. And they just listening to it and like bobbing their heads and like Coco would say a little something in the mic and then it was like alright next so then Escape would come and then like Candy would sing a little bit on hers but her mic seemed like they told them to put put her shit at a three you know what I'm saying like they really didn't want to hear Candy and like it was really like neither one of them really singing you know what I'm saying especially SWV they were just bobbing their fucking head and listening to their own music like I, like we were so like the first half, I was frustrated as fuck. I was like, "This shit, poo." I, I, you know, what I'm saying, I had on my overalls and drinking. Uh, you know, <laughs> I don't know what you drink in the '90s. Alize, fuck, I don't know. E and J probably, but I was drinking, trying to have a good time, and it wasn't a vibe for the first half. Uh, I'll let Wood go if you want to talk about the first half. There I go. No, I mean the first half was rather underwhelming. You know what I'm saying? I mean, first off, I mean the. Neither one of these two groups are fucking bristling with fucking personality. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you go back to the last, if you go back to the last verses, there was a reason why Steve Harvey was fucking there. You know what I'm saying? Between them two niggas. So imagine this type of situation. There was no Steve Harvey between these two motherfuckers. You basically got two groups of aunties and there's not a whole lot of personality. I mean, the groups within each other have beef. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's hard to like have everybody come together and have a fucking good time. Um, everybody was way too hyped. The music was too good from a nostalgia standpoint to deal with the personality bullshit that they have. I was bored for most of the verses. I would have much rather just say, fuck it, I would have listened to a playlist. Like, where's Ron? I mean, where's where that nigga Ronnie at? Just give me a fucking playlist. Because I couldn't even hear the music real good. You know what I'm saying? Like, because... The songs were in fucked up orders. You know what I'm saying? Like, what was the last song? Understanding us some shit. I don't know what the fuck it was. But the order. Understanding was the last song they played. That was a escape. That was a best shit. It was um. It week they wasn't the last song. It's basically. It might have been one. week. And yeah, they do. We're talking about the same. Who can I run to? That's what I wanted to hear, but I didn't ever hear it, and I was getting annoyed. Like my service was choppy, so I just turned the shit off. Yeah. So the second half, they came out, uh, and like it really seemed like SW. They were like, "All right, SWV, we only gonna pay you for four songs." You know what I'm saying? So do them four songs. 
to escapes like escape looked like they practiced like they heard that SWV was going to smoke their boots so it looked like they practiced a little bit like you know what I'm saying like girl we going they looked like they were more together SWV looked like they were just fuck it we just going to do these four good songs and then we're going to go home but JJ but JJ and I to that point though and I feel, always felt this way and this is why I like escape more than I like SWV I think part of that is and just scream if you want SWV is the more talented group, hands right. down. I agree. I agree. But Escape, relative to SWV, not relative to everybody else, it's a more polished group because they have to be. Because right. talent wise, they're not going to go up against NSWV. You know what I'm saying? Like they've always had right. to be better performers and better outward. You know what I'm saying? SWV still like they still on the same shit. Bitch, my songs is what my songs is. Right, and that's exactly how it came up. Like Escape looked like. Like, you know what I'm saying? They were doing remixes of their old songs. They fucking brought the the brat out. You know what I'm saying? Like, they look like they like they worked. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. we're going to be on here. We're going to fucking practice. SWB look like, girl, we know these songs. Fuck, we're going to sing it. Uh, we do these. Right. <laughs> we we understand. I mean, I even understand anything they saw. I'm so into you. Whatever them last four songs were. And we'll perform them for it. But, duh, like, the. It's kind of like the the Keisha Cole when like Keisha Cole came, yeah. it was just the like it just sucked all the excitement out of the room. Like you just waiting for them to like to get going, and they just going through the motions. So you're like, well, fuck. Like you said, right. we were just listening to a playlist because it's like y'all ain't even gonna sing. Like at one point, SWV was just holding the fucking mic. So anyway, yeah. they came back out. They yeah. did like the last four songs, whatever, which. Finally, SWB, like, Coco kicked her shoes off. People said she went back there and took an edible or a five-hour energy drink or did a line, whatever you want to say she did at halftime. And got, got a, I forgot who they said, gave her a fucking pep talk back there. You know what I'm saying? And, um, and they performed it. But, I mean, by that time, half the people had checked out. Like, oh, okay, so now, now this is what y'all want to do? Like, what was this an hour ago? So... Yeah, to me, nobody won. Everybody lost. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, I feel like they'd be having a plate during halftime at Versus. Cause I remember during the the Isley Brothers Earth One and Fire one. I think we talked about it on the podcast when them niggas when um the Isley Brothers came back out after halftime. Uh, Ronald Isley's swag was completely different. That nigga wasn't really enjoying himself. Well, because social media is instant feedback. Like at halftime, you go back and you look at the phone. You look at what I mean. And there are niggas that are there with Triller. Triller's in the back. There's a white dude named Todd who's fucking 27. Like, hey, bro, this is what motherfuckers are saying. Like, y'all need more energy, and Steve Harvey needs to shut the fuck up. So they tell that nigga at halftime, you need to shut the fuck up, and you need to fucking take a Tylenol. Like that's just what the fuck happened. And I think that's what happened with Escape and uh and SWV, man. Yeah, I'm 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 kind of glad I missed it, man. I I really I'm a big SWV fan, so the fact that they weren't even like feeling the shit that would have really pissed me off. But so. it's also different, man. It's different from a show. Like it's different from doing a concert versus it's just real different. Like, what am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to be adversarial? Am I supposed to like put on a show? Am I supposed to do a concert? Like a lot of people don't really know unless you're like Snoop and you put on a show wherever you go. And that's what he fucking did. Snoop, I don't even fuck where I'm at. I'm going to put on a show. Everybody's not like Snoop. And they don't have personality. I can't think of a lot of fun aunties. 
<laughs> There's some fun aunties. Definitely. Right. Like the one. Like, I, I kick it with Patty. Patty look like she drink corn <laughs> liquor. She look like she drink corn liquor. Patty's Grammy. She's like a fun <clears throat> Grammy. In general, though, like you ain't never been to somebody's barbecue and like they got that funny ass auntie had a couple of like wine coolers and shit and she'd be wilding and cracking jokes and talking about people and shit. And then she's talking about how she fucked your cousin and you be like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> or, or how she, or how she'll fuck you because you keep right. playing around with her. Right. 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 You ain't gonna be my nephew no more. Right. Oh, man, there you go. No, I wasn't saying like your auntie. Like the homeboy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. He can't help it. Yeah. Let, me tell, let me tell you something about you, Chef. So, Chef's new name is Temptation. He can't <laughs> help himself. Either. <laughs> <laughs> That's why the camera. Uh, somehow, incest comes in every. Remember, we used to talk about incest in every episode. Not like incest comes in every episode. But let me tell you, my sister did. Uh, uh, the fucking uh, Ancestry.com shit, right? I got up to do it. So we got the results. Uh, so in your results, uh, it'll show you, like, like people that are close, like, maybe, like, second, third cousins, and it goes to, like, fourth to sixth cousins, like, distant cousins or whatever, right? So it's a big, long list. And, like, you can see, like, what they look like. So I'm just going down trying to, like, see, like, maybe somebody I might know, blah, blah, blah. You know, but... You know, you have cute cousins, you know, some cute, some not cute or whatever. I was just thinking about Chef and like, I bet you Chef would be right around here like, oh, man, four to six cousins? Oh, I'd beat, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like it'd be like a fucking candy shop to you, man. So don't do it. Don't, don't get to Ancestry.com, dog. Nobody just do a commercial for you to do it. I'm not going to do it, but ugh. I'll just be joking, guys. Like, yeah, have fun. I ain't gonna lie. My, my country, my, my family country is fucked. There's a little bit of that in my fucking family. Like, who is your daddy again? Oh, you not off a of big daddy tree? Oh, okay. Uh, niggas do be assessing. I've never been to a family reunion, but I heard that was a thing. You've never been to a family reunion? Nah, man. My family's weird, dog. Like, we ain't close-knit. My family no failure reunions. Yeah. Right now, though, pound for pound, next to like HBCU homecomings, is probably family reunions. It's basically yeah. the same shit. It just ain't no football game on Saturday. Yeah. Like, I be having so, niggas that's not even my kin be like, y'all having a family reunion? Like, bitch, I'm about to fall through. Bitch, come kick it. Because we about to kick it. I don't think uh, I've been invited to anyone's copious, family reunion. Copious slide. amounts of fried fish, brown liquor, barbecue, weed, <laughs> auntie jokes. Yeah, like, family reunion is where it's at. The, the, the cousin who just got out always shows up. Nigga just he either just got out of jail or he just came back from the military. He just came back from the war or some shit. And nigga just show up. That's basically what that shit is like an HBCU homecoming with no football game. Like that's yep. the, it's the tailgate. Yep. Man, y'all niggas need to invite me to family reunion, man. I just want to see what it's like. The thing is, most of my family is is like dead too, so. It's, it's it's fucked up in that's, a sense. So, if I, so if I think about open it, invitation to the Weatherington family reunion. Fish fry is on Friday at all times. Family reunion is on Saturday. Got you covered. I will let you know when it is. Come kick it. Sounds wonderful, man. I'm, I'm gonna be there. Um, so I guess that was it for verses. I I don't know. I, I think they announced. I don't know. When they announced the next verses. I feel like they broke 
broke the little chain of, of marketing, really, because of the bad reviews. No, nah, it was on a... Um, they posted it? I didn't see it. They posted like four or five in a row. It was bad reviews for what? SWV Escape? Because I thought uh, the Elements I, and I Two Brothers were straight. No, they went great. Uh, I'm talking about the last one. Like, uh, I didn't hear a lot of positive stuff about SWV versus uh, Escape or whatever. But then when I went to um, the Versus website, they usually, well, not the website, but their Instagram, they usually post, like, who's next. And I haven't seen it. Isn't there, like, a rebash coming up? And people assume it's Teddy oh, Riley. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I hope it's not. There's I mean, a, did that twice, right? The Memorial Day weekend has a Versus. Uh, well, probably. Then there's three more lined up. How do we not have a Tupac versus Biggie Versus, though? How, how is that not a thing? I don't understand it. That that would make the if they if they actually did really had someone do that one and also do Michael Jackson versus Prince like maybe had like some like DJs or like celebrity DJs do that shit that that would be hard. That's where the money I mean, is. No, I feel like they should have like live performance do like like a live band and live performer do Tupac and live band live you know have the roots do yeah. the music yeah. behind and then just have different people come up there and do different songs you know yeah. oh that'd be awesome that's a good idea maybe yeah, I should work for Trilla you should maybe because you should they need somebody like I mean that's that's really creative I mean just having the performers well we'll see what happens Memorial Day I, I, don't, I ain't doing shit Memorial Day so I'll, I'll fuck with it all right, cool. So um, we didn't pod last week, as we all know. There was a few things that we're um, kind of backtracking and pulling up because they're, I think, are still relevant stories. So a couple of weeks ago, Biden gave his first major address um, as president, kind of celebrating his first 100 days in office. I watched most of it. I think it was a good speech. Uh, you know, it was in positive um, and and in general, you know, I think it got pretty good ratings too. Like people watched it, people fuck with it. Are you going rogue? No. <laughs> <laughs> Did y'all read what I wrote? Nothing in here <laughs> says yeah, Joe Biden. Doctor Wood, man, I didn't say shit. That's Wood. Go ahead. Nothing in here says Joe Biden. But go ahead, talk your shit. That's wrong. That's not a good Okay. Go ahead. Shit. Anyway. What was I saying? Joe Biden. A couple of weeks ago. Yeah, he said so, some shit. So anyway, so he, he did that shit. Um, there's always a Republican response, and I guess they had Tim Scott do it <laughs> uh, with the strange. Tim Scott's a senator from South Carolina. He has small teeth. And he spoke <laughs> about <laughs> um, America and you know how they go in America and its promise and all that bullshit. And he said he doesn't believe America's a racist country. Now, this didn't shock me. Um, but then the next day, uh, there was a question to Kamala Harris, um, kind of saying, do you um, agree that America is not a racist country? And she said, yes, America is not a racist country. Da, 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 da. And niggas went in. Thoughts. Thoughts on what? I mean. These things. No, what are your so. thoughts? What, what are your thoughts? Let me hear. Let me hear. Fuck these crackers thoughts. Let me hear that. See, see, you be having me pegged wrong. I'm also a realist. I feel like they put her in a bad position. I wouldn't. Ex- I wouldn't expect Tim Scott to say, um, "I don't. I don't think America's a racist country." Because I mean, 
That's his that's his narrative. He's a he's a Republican senator from South Carolina. You really gotta not fuck with niggas to to be all of those things at once. So I'm not surprised he said it. It wasn't a big shocker. When they asked Kamala that question, she couldn't answer. Of course it is, nigga. What you talking about? Where you been? It's not realistic. She's a vice president of the United States. Um, she's a vice president of the United States for a reason. She's vice president of the United States because she would never be the type to say, I believe America is a racist country. In order to get to that level, that, that position in the world and that much power, you're going to have to concede some shit. And I think we talked about this like last week. Woody, well, last time we potted, we gave a very poignant point about how you have to give up a bit of your soul for certain things and positions in life. That's kind of the game. And so, I, I mean, they just put her in a bad position. I think she knows that America is a racist country. She's not stupid, but she can't can't say that shit on TV. Yeah, so um, to Tim Scott, I mean, I kind of go back to the white fragility. If you put it on your book list, if you didn't read it in 2020 or 2019, I think it may have been available in 2019. Read White Fragility. If white people felt that America was racist, they would address racism. But white people don't feel that racism exists in America for a, a, a wide amount of reasons, complex reasons that aren't very simple, right? You know, um, so they're going to say that racism doesn't exist in America. And it takes a little bit more than a quick conversation or somebody getting killed on TV to show them that fact that racism does exist in America. So I don't think that's going away anytime fucking soon until certain white people are, are what well, they welcome the fact that they want to explore that I might be racist or not that themselves individually may be racist because racism isn't necessarily an individual thing that the system is racist, that we're built upon a foundation of, uh, equal equity, you know what I'm saying? Amongst persons of color, you know what I'm saying? So, I don't expect white people to to feel that racism always doesn't exist, and sometimes that's not their own fault. Sometimes it's just it's just an ignorance thing. Kamala is a little different because everybody was coming out against Kamala, and I'm like, why are you coming out against Kamala? Because y'all are the same motherfuckers that said that by the midterms, Kamala is going to be ready in full stride to be the president of the United States in motherfucking 2024 or whatever the fuck the next election is. And I'm like, if you want Kamala to be the next president in 2024, how do you expect her to come out here and say America is a racist country? For Kamala to come out and say that I feel that America is a racist country, it's over for the presidency. She cannot say that and come out and be the president or a candidate in 2024 or even in 2028. You know what I'm saying? If Joe Biden runs again, you know what I'm saying? Like. Motherfuckers are so smart, but so stupid at the same motherfucking time. Like, this is a game. Politics is nothing but a big game. The same way at your job, you can't say 100% what's on your fucking mind. Like, when a motherfucker has a dumbass idea, but that motherfucker just so happens to do your performance evaluations, that dumbass idea is not a bad idea. Oh, I can see where you're coming from. I mean, mean, that's pretty sure I can see where I can see the merits in that idea. Even though you don't agree with it at all. It's the same motherfucking shit. So I don't understand the negativity towards Kamala. You're not going to see a revolutionary as, you know what I'm saying, Fred Hampton running for president and winning. That's not going to fucking happen. you got to play the fucking game. Period. 
If he did, he get, someone had a trick for his ass. Yeah, like niggas expect Tupac to run for president as Tupac and win. Like, nigga, what? There are black people that won't agree with Tupac. There's a fucking country boy in fucking Alabama, black as the day is long, that's going to hear that shit and be like, yeah, nah, I can't deal with that shit. He's talking that city shit. What was that uh, movie with Chris Rock? Hell State. Yeah, like, <laughs> that's what niggas want. That shit was hilarious, though. Yeah. But, you know, but people also understand. People look at the country through the frame of mind of where they're at. If you're from Jacksonville, you look at the country through the frame of mind of what Jacksonville is. If you're in D.C., D.C., New Orleans, New Orleans. But there are a lot of people in this fucking country that you have no... We have no idea how they fucking live and how they view the country. So we can't expect somebody with our particular point of view to come and be the candidate and win over all people. It's just not going to happen. And to be fair to that point, because that's a really good point, Tim Scott and... um. Tim Scott, well, he said he actually did say this <laughs> nigga goofy. He said he did get st- he gets stopped by the police all the time, but he still said they're good guys. So he's just stupid. He, he he don't count. But Kamala Harris has been living in in Northern California, Kamala. in Washington. What did I say, Kamala? Yeah. Kamala. Kamala Harris has been work- living in the Bay Area, and she's been living in D.C. America might not be racist country to her. I mean, it's a different. It's, she lives in two. Of the more extreme liberal, no, whoa, like, whoa, oasis. whoa, whoa, whoa! DC is one of the most segregated cities in the country. Where was segregated, dog? So what? Everywhere, not, not everywhere, not everywhere. Like DC is pure racism. Like once you cross <laughs> over, like Pennsylvania Avenue, like going to like the South Side, once you go east to the river and shit, it's a totally different world, man. Like you can see racism they- in fucking DC. You feel me? I mean, but she still lives in the Kamala sweet area. knows that uh, about racism. She's not stupid, I, right? <laughs> don't do it. Don't don't do it at as they say, man. Say, <laughs> bro, she don't knows, do that, bro. It's more. It's more so what what Willis said, man. She's in politics, so she's trying to be political, man. And as much as niggas would have loved for her to keep it real, like, because it, chef, you kept it halfway real at your job. What happened? I got fired. Okay. I got I kept it completely real okay. and I got completely fired. Alright. Well. No, no, I'm I'm phony as hell now. You see they're giving me dinners to Del steak dinners now and goddamn yeah, I never got so much. Oh I picked I picked Del Frisco's for my favorite oh, dinner. Oh You know what though? Side note, you just reminded me. It wasn't even a customer. It was like one of my coworkers had promised us a state dinner and we had like completed this project by a certain time. It was like some metric we had to meet and we met that shit and we never got that shit. That shit phony. And she don't work here no more. I just thought about that. Go to the house, knock on the door. You owe me a meal. She's staying in D.C. somewhere. I'm scared she might be on the racist side. Sounds like she is. I'm scared to go I love and hate when things go full circle. She black though, but anyway. <laughs> Niggas be racist now. Niggas hella be hella racist. Watch it, watch it, watch it. So it's common. That like this nigga been rapping, rapping. Right. You raising your hand, Greg Bradley? What's going on, man? I know that was a thing. Shit, I just shit. I, ain't, I haven't done an edible episode. Nigga his whole government. Mm-hmm. This nigga said I got something to say. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. While he's talking, 
The nigga raised his head while he was talking. Hey, have y'all found? I think we asked that question before. Is first name, last name a family thing, or is that everywhere? I think that's a Kappa thing. <laughs> no, nah. I think it's a well, who? I think it's the because I got niggas who I call their first name, last name from high school. Oh. And I, I've gotten, I've gotten my first name, last name because it's a lot of Jasons, so I get a lot of. I get my first whole name because to differentiate from any other Jason. Yeah. I get first name and last name because my name is two first names, so people do it like that for some reason because they be thinking Bradley a middle name, right? And like, no. No, I just but, I just call you your first name and your last name. It don't have nothing to do with differentiating from any other fucking grade. Because the other grades that I know, I don't call them another grade. Like I won't I won't be like Greg Webb. You know what I'm saying? It's just it's yeah. you're the only fucking two name Greg. Do you, that, do you call Greg Webb Greg though? So that's no. my so that's what I was about to say. You either have a nickname or first name last name. Seldom are you just Tom. You're right. Nah. So, uh, Chef, do you get a lot, or have you heard over the years that you don't trust people with two first names? The people used to hit you with that? Yeah. Yeah, I, they, they did, and I was like, nigga, I don't even know you like that. I trust you, so, <laughs> so we're, we're at what we call impasse. I'm going to tell you right now, <laughs> that's always a red flag. When they like, but I don't trust you neither. Oh, shit. <laughs> But Bradley is still like last name-ish. Yeah, you know it what I'm is. saying? It, it is. Not like your name is like James John. Right. That's how I feel too, but a I John mean, Michael. What about people who have two of the same names, essentially? Like John Johnson or something. Or like I know people. I know Michael. People. Michael, Jay, Michael. People that Michael, the, people Michael. that are like that have a nickname. Like like Jay, Jason Johnson is close to that. That's J Joe. J- John Johnson will be John John. You know what I'm saying? Like niggas who have funny ass situations like that typically have a nickname. Yeah, but I know people like like there was a nigga named Willie Williams I knew and I was like, fuck you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Fuck you, cause I hate your name. Willie Williams? Exactly. <laughs> Isn't that awful? Name William Williams? Because his name is William right. Williams. Oh, wow. Okay. parents are just assholes. Yeah, just assholes. That's, that's, troll, that's trolling your kid for life. That's fucked I up. I feel like you don't fuck with your jit if you do some shit like that. Like, you so... I mean, but think about Billy D. Williams. Right. I, that's exactly what just popped in my mind. That nigga's name is William Williams, ain't it? It's just fucked up, man. He's that type of nigga that name is really Billy. Ah, oh, Billy, your name is William, right? No, actually, it's not. It's Billy on my birth certificate. That's like, that's like niggas who's is real it? I don't know. Jimmy. Oh right. Everyone oh no, my real name, name is Johnny. Uh, Sorry. No, it's not John. Billy D. Williams' name is William December Williams Jr. That's I think it had to be oh, Junior. It's Junior though. Hey he's daddy's he's daddy he Your middle name is December then? You better try to be super cool. December? December. So unthoughtful. <laughs> Niggas just be saying shit. But um, speaking of saying shit, so... Uh, Hold on, before we move on, what's the most... What's the funny nickname that you gave somebody in college that you rem- remember? Smoothie. Probably, I about to say smoothie. Go to the top of this for me. Smoothie, smoothie's hilarious. <laughs> we should yeah, call because... it a gooseneck. 
because she had a goose neck. But go ahead. That's rude. No, I'm about to say smoothie. It's funny because that shit ain't even had nothing to do with it. Like, it ain't had nothing to do with him. He just got caught in the crossfire. It was, like, it was yeah. a milkshake. Right. And then right. it's it's like uh, some 90s brothers, the same shit. Like, it's a nigga they call. I forget <clears throat> which one came first, but Greasy V and Oily B. Like, it was one <laughs> nigga that they call That's one so thing first. And then his homeboy showed up and they just called him Oily or Greasy or whatever because of the other nigga name. I'm like, damn. I was I like, Blue. I wouldn't. What do you say? Blue showed up in a referee jersey. It wasn't even a fucking <laughs> baseball. He wasn't even a baseball umpire. Niggas still called him Blue. <laughs> nigga, <laughs> nigga's Blue from here on out. I call a nigga um, PB and J, um, but it's an acronym oh, from. No, he from Atlanta, um, <laughs> but it was an acronym for punk bitch ass Jabari. Oh wow! Wow, it was funny. That's, that's, no, that's not nice. It's not nice at all. So it was a nigga we used to call PBJ from my from Miami came in two thousand, but that was because when that song came out, Peanut Butter Jelly Time. Yeah. I don't think it's nice that y'all called James Green Green James. I think Gentlemen, I think we forgot the rudest. Gentlemen, I think we forgot the rudest one of all. Big sissy. I know I know that's the first one. That shit ain't PC no more. You can't call no nigga no sissy man. You cancel. You're cancel niggas. Keisha Lance Bottoms canceling herself as mayor of. Shouts out to Big Sissy man. That's the homie man. No disrespect. He leaned into his name though. Right. Like you brought up Big Sizzle. And I think that might be his Instagram name. Y'all don't look. I nigga embrace that shit though. That's that's right. that's important. Oh, you gotta lean into it, man. You gotta lean into the suck, man. It is what it is. I feel like I leaned into chef, so it's cool. I like it. Um, but Keisha Lance Bottoms is not like the people of Atlanta because she do Ooh. not fuck with being a mayor anymore. Uh, Keisha Lance Bottoms, oh, okay. she's Hi. not re- running for a uh, mayor anymore. She got a job with Walgreens. That shit sounds funny, just saying it out loud. But she got. I, I'm thinking it's a good job. Yeah. Why would it not she be, be like CEO? I don't know if she's CEO, but it must be something sweet. Yeah, she's I probably about to be on a board. Isn't, or isn't something it the sweet. black CEO CVS or Walgreens? One of those. I think the CEO is a black woman now. The CEO of Walgreens is a, is black, I believe. Yeah, black ass name, if I remember correctly. Uh, she said, "I don't know what's next, but I'm not going to Walgreens." That's what she said. Oh, so it's not she ain't going to Walgreens no more. Yeah, that's what she said. Oh, well, never mind. That's what's up, Keisha, man. Like, that shit wasn't for you, man. Atlanta became a hellhole. I don't even think it was your fault. Keisha's trying to get paid. Like, public, you don't get paid unless you're doing shady shit in public service. <laughs> She's been the mayor of Atlanta. People constantly were outside of her fucking house. We saw the videos of that last week getting on her fucking nerves. Talking about Keisha, you ain't shit. Mm-hmm. Same thing happens to Muriel, you know what I'm saying? Like it is what it is. That just comes along with being a black mayor. Motherfuckers feel like they can, they relate to you, so they can reach out and heckle you and call you whatever the fuck they want to. That shit wears on you. It's like, bitch, I'm only making, I'm only making two hundred thousand dollars a year. I, I know, I, I get it. I'm only making two hundred thousand dollars a year to fucking do this shit. I mean, you're the mayor of Atlanta. You sharp as fuck, bitch. I could go be on a fucking board somewhere. And make fucking three hundred fifty thousand, four hundred thousand. 
just for my fucking name and then go work at motherfucking Georgia Tech or some shit to come and teach a class for another fucking 150, 100, 200. You know what I'm saying? Like, she's trying to get paid, man, and I don't blame her. Like, being mayor is cool, but that shit is, you don't get paid for the bullshit you got to do. I don't, yeah. I don't I don't think she's doing it to get paid. I think it's just not worth the headache. So I mean, you could yeah. maybe do the it's not worth the money thing or it just might not be worth the time or the headache or whatever the fuck. Um when half the city doesn't fuck with you. You know what I'm saying? I was talking to somebody about it and they were just like um Atlanta's no longer like that black mecca. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like it's People in Atlanta don't own shit in Atlanta. So if you're like, if you think about everybody who you know that actually owns land, it's usually outside of Atlanta or they got their house through like an inheritance or something like that. But like the city of Atlanta, like people go to Atlanta and they rent downtown, you know what I'm saying? Uh, rent a condo, rent a house, rent an apartment, whatever. But Atlanta is for rich people and mainly for rich white people or rich, you know, Indian or, you know, Asian, whatever you want to say, but it's not for black people. I mean, you do have some rich black people in Atlanta, but are they really owning shit or are they still living out on the outskirts? So for what I've been hearing, Atlanta uh, (laughs) is not really for black people, it's for rich white folks. And they're pushing all the black people out. So they were saying that um, it's a good chance that the next mayor of Atlanta might not be black. And they were like, when that part happens, when that when that happens, it's going to be a sad day, and it's going to kind of be hard to reclaim, you know, that same energy of fervor or whatever in Atlanta. So. It might have been one of those things that, like, she was getting pressured to do maybe some shit she didn't want to do. Um, maybe cater to the, the rich people in Atlanta. Yeah. And she was like, well, I'm not about to do this shit. Y'all ain't gonna put this shit on me. Me pushing all the fucking black people out. Because uh, I'm not living up to what majority of the influencers are doing in Atlanta. So, it's sad, man. But, I mean, you can't fault somebody for wanting yeah. to <laughs> quit their job that they're not ha- yeah. happy at. And... Especially when it comes with like death threats and not seeing your family and all types of bullshit. Yeah. For what? You know what I'm saying? For niggas that won't stay in the house or that won't get vaccinated or won't do, you know what I'm saying? Like, niggas still go nigga in Atlanta and they're blaming her for like an uptick in crime. Like, it's an uptick in crime throughout the whole pandemic yeah. in any city you fucking go to. But somehow they're blaming her for it. I, I you know, not saying that I'd be like, fuck this shit, but. I don't blame anybody who's like, fuck this shit. Yeah, and, and honestly, I, I agree with you 100%, man. But I don't think it's going to be that bad. I mean, half the people from Atlanta now are not even from Atlanta. So, they're just going to go to the next fucking spot, whether that's Charlotte, you know what I'm saying, whether that's Houston, or whatever the fuck it is, you know what I'm saying? Like, really, the people to feel bad for is old Atlanta. Because they're the motherfuckers that are like, alright, so once all these motherfuckers migrate again and go to the next hot spot, what the fuck is Atlanta after that? Them the people that I'm really like, damn, that's fucked up because half the people that migrated to Atlanta are not fucking from there. Like, where do they go? Do they go back to D.C., Detroit, Chicago, and all of these places, or do they just stay in Atlanta? How does that look? 
But that's that's I think that's the point J was making. Like them niggas are gonna leave. Yeah. And it's gonna what's gonna be left is the white folks because it doesn't it does it's not like companies aren't coming to Atlanta, big tech's not coming to they're coming to Atlanta. Atlanta's becoming whitewashed. It's becoming a very whitewashed liberal city, and that's so. So here's the question, and I don't know because <laughs> I, I I don't know Atlanta. I don't know Atlanta pre FAMU or whatever. That, I don't know. I don't know Atlanta outside of the 2000s. You know what I'm saying? So is that essentially just Atlanta going back to what Atlanta has always been? No, no, Atlanta was always a black. Atlanta was always a black no, town. They, no, like, Atlanta had some crackers now. Atlanta, no, no, they, they did. They are, but they Atlanta did. used to be like how they talk about Texas. So like, early, uh, you know, early, like in the 90s to early 2000s, it was one of those like, well, man, if, man, uh, $200,000 gets you this in LA right. or DC, man, you can get X amount of square footage in Atlanta for 200. You know what I'm saying? Nigga was like, nigga, for 200 grand in Atlanta, nigga, you can get a uh, whatever, whatever bedroom, whatever, whatever, whatever. So now Atlanta's starting to become like LA, DC, you know, uh, cities where it's like, it's so expensive to live there. You know, well, to like, if I want to actually buy a house there, yeah. like in the city, or even renting in Atlanta, you know what I'm saying? It's going to get to, this hyperinflation where it's like, well, if I'm not in the music industry and I can't network, yeah, I mean, that's the only reason why I would be there. Like, how niggas don't really live in L.A. It's like, well, if you do, it's because you're there for your job. So what do y'all think and, is you next? Know, what do you think is next, uh, J.J.? What do you think is the next city? I, I don't know. I really don't. Because, I mean, niggas have been talking about Charlotte for years and years and years, but I don't... But niggas... Haven't moved like Charlotte was supposed to be the new new Atlanta. Charlotte's too I, I close to the money. Charlotte's wait. Charlotte's still too close to the money to be cheap enough to be Atlanta. Cause Charlotte is Charlotte not that far from DC. <laughs> Charlotte's not far from DC at all. You know what I'm saying? It's definitely drivable. So I don't know. It maybe may I don't know. It's 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 somewhere. Maybe maybe thought, Memphis. Maybe really I mean, Memphis is. Only because in proximity to, like, it's still in the South. Um, it still has a music scene that's starting to boom. So if you could get music over there and it's, just, you know, it's still cheap. If a barbecue state like Memphis were to blow up <laughs> like that, I would strongly consider moving to fucking Memphis. Like, them barbecue states, hey, boy. Right, because I was thinking Charleston, but Charleston still has like old white money. Oh, Charleston, South Carolina, Charleston. South Carolina still wants to secede from the using and crank, crank the Civil War back up. I can't fuck right. with. It. <laughs> right, so <laughs> Charleston thinks it's still slavery times. It's not yes. a cool place. Texas, Texas is always a fun place to visit and kick it and do daytime parties, but it might be a little too west. Like, it has to be something that's in that southern southern region. But Atlanta niggas love going to you know, Miami, and that's where everybody gets their body done. It's, but too, it's, too, too, expensive. it's too expensive to live. So. First off, first off, Miami is a foreign country, okay? Miami's not America. I agree. Yeah. It's, it's right. Miami. And like Nick, like an Atlanta nigga, will, they ain't never been nowhere outside of East Atlanta and go straight to Miami and yeah. try to talk to a nigga who thought was black and then that nigga started speaking Spanish. Yeah. It's gonna blow us. Anybody mind. who's not from Miami, Cuba, 
like Jamaica or something like that, Miami is a foreign place. It's a different planet. It's just right. a different planet. It's a different world. You might as well be on an island somewhere. Basically. So, I don't know. We'll see, man. Maybe, I'm about to say Jacksonville? Or maybe North Florida, maybe? I mean, I think but, it could be, but people are saying that the housing market is overpriced. Like, actually, today I saw a story on the news where people are being priced out of Jacksonville, which is crazy to me, but apparently that's a thing that's happening. I think it's going to take... Uh, you have to find a city with decent amenities or some kind of special trait about it, and then um, it has to be affordable. That's the main thing. Like, you, and you, you got to want to be that. I don't know if Jacksonville wants to be that. I think Jacksonville likes what Jack, not likes, but Jacksonville is content. I kind of, I'm a coastal city. I'm a large city. I like where the city is going right now. Constant, consistent growth as opposed to let's open the floodgates and everybody come to fucking Jacksonville. Like, yeah. does Jacksonville I have agree. the business and the infrastructure to support? Like, culturally, like, not just white. We're talking about white, black, Hispanic, Indian. Like, that's a large... Atlanta is crazy. Like, that's Buku Indians in fucking Atlanta. It, does Jacksonville want to see that, right? Yeah, and to your point, I think the answer is no. Uh, Jacksonville is still heavily influenced by what's referred to as the good old boy network. Um, but... I mean, not to your point, I think everything is there. Like, yeah. Shy Khan has been trying to crank this shit up since he took control of the Jaguars a long ass time ago now. How long has Shy Khan been the owner? Damn near like 10 years? Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. And he keeps fucking getting bucked at every turn. Like, they keep bucking him. One way or another, he gets right to the end when he's supposed to move forward with some shit and they buck him. We have like this old property called the Shipyards, which was kind of like the port that they shipped it over some more. And um, he wanted to do like a mixed-use development, like it was going to be entertainment, shopping, residences, etc. And um, everything was damn near go. And they wanted him to pay, it was like $5 million or some shit to like clean up some fucking toxic waste they found on the property from the shipyards back in the 70s and 80s when Shah Khan was probably still in Pakistan. And he was like, no, I'm not paying for that shit. And then, so that shit ain't going nowhere. South don't like, fuck with carpetbaggers at all. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, it's been shit like that. I mean, he had this other development thing he wanted to do called Lot J, which was... Uh, Did you say carpetbaggers? Yeah. Yeah. Is that a derogatory term for? It's no, not, no, it's not derogatory. History, that's I just guess. who they. That's right. just what they were called. Oh, okay. But um, the Lot J development, that shit ain't go nowhere. And the main thing is, so these same good old boys that I'm referring to, they have been fucking raping, pillaging, and plundering the city forever. But now everything I was like, oh no, Shy Khan gonna make too much money. Like Shy Khan already got fucking money. Like that, he's gonna make either fucking way. Um, so I don't think he's like trying to get over on Jacksonville. And if he happens to get over on Jacksonville at this point, 
really don't give a fuck. I would rather see a better city overall. So this shit is going to create jobs and more entertainment and all that shit and get us out of some of this backwards thinking. Like, our jail, like the Duval County Detention Facility is on fucking prime waterfront property downtown. And we don't have no fucking conventions or none of that shit. Like, they tore up a bunch of shit and demolished a bunch of shit along the water downtown. Y'all need to move that shit to Lake City anyway. (laughs) Yeah, like, move that shit somewhere and get downtown cracking and start hosting fucking conventions and shit. You know, like, how some of these cities, like, every fucking week it's a different convention coming to town. And that shit is pumping money into the city. But... Hey, fuck it. We don't want the money. You know what I'm saying? We just always like be backwards about shit. I even read this article some years ago. It basically said downtown got fucked up to begin with because somebody had this bright idea to make all the streets one way. And the construction took so fucking long to convert all that shit that it basically strangled the businesses out. Like, because all the roads and shit was blocked off and nobody could get to the businesses. Big like, c- stupid shit like that. Big city with small town thinking, man. It's, you know. Right, and I don't want you, you know, to come in in 2021 and fucking get a sliver of the success that my family has enjoyed for 200 years in this bitch, so. Yep. Once the Indians move in, it's a wrap. Once the Asians get in here. Exactly. I mean, I have good jobs. Niggas is crazy. Um, Okay. Sometimes the nigga writes the like the thing and then loses himself right in the thing. Do you have one job? Hey, hey, shut up. <laughs> anyway, you've mastered the speaker, the speaker that pauses and lets you get all the heckling out, and then say what you got to say. You've mastered that part, though. I must say. Right. All right. Anyway, so <laughs> speaking of dirty macking, so this is a question for the group. So I think we, this, this is some nobody, shit that's happening. Nobody no, say anything there, about right, there, man. There's nobody else on the call but the group. <laughs> so what happened was uh, Drake so this I think this happened last week. So Drake I guess he stole another nigga's girl. I, I saw, we saw the story in the group. I saw the story in the group where uh, I guess Drake brought in a, a girl to sing some, some demos for him uh, for his album girl comes he brings the girl brings the girl's boyfriend on a private jet uh to the bahamas to to lay down the tracks and then he sends the nigga home and the nigga posts that post some long heartfelt uh post on instagram talking about how he was with this girl for eight years held her down been been with her through good times and bad um they were engaged and now it's over uh, so Drake stole his girl. Why is this a topic? Like this, this is the same topic we've been discussing for the past fifty years on this fucking planet, or whatever the fuck it is. You know what I'm saying? Like it's go, it, it's the same Rihanna and Chris Brown topic. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, your girl is loyal until she gets around Chris Brown, or she gets around Prince, or Bobby Brown. Like it's the same motherfucking shit. Like. Your chick was fucking faithful to you until she got around fucking Drake. And this nigga like this nigga has millions of dollars and resources behind him to I don't know. To to sway her or woo her or whatever the fuck that happened. 
And it is what it is. Like, this shit has been happening before all of us were fucking born. Bobby Womack was doing the same fucking shit. Prince, the Tintin, like, like, nigga, like, none of this shit is fucking new. So I don't know why in the social media age we act like this is something shady that Drake has done. This isn't the first time that Drake has done this. If I was a fucking multi-fucking millionaire and I wasn't a happily married man, I would do the same fucking shit. That's why you make all of that fucking money. Like, Drake makes all the money. He saw a chick that he wanted. She just happened to be engaged. And he put his resources behind him to change her fucking mind. That's what the fuck this is. It's the same fucking game plan that's been played for fucking decades. Why is this a topic? Oh, because it was on the list. Oh, no, no. It's a topic because it needs to be discussed. So, because there's levels to it, right? So. All right, so. This nigga was none the wiser, right? So I guess if you've been with a chick eight years, you propose, mm-hmm. he said yes, right? Yeah. You don't, again, ego is a motherfucker, or just trust, right? I'm going to spend the rest of my life with this chick. Um. So, oh, and, and Drake's flying you out too, so he's like, oh, okay. So that's why, that's why I feel like I, I talked about this uh, to somebody. They were like, well, what did Drake really do wrong? Isn't that on her? Well, my thing is, now, if this nigga, like, lulled this nigga to sleep, you know what I'm saying, and then beat, beat the brains out of this girl, that's the dirty back part. Like, all right, yeah, bring your dude, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to put y'all up in the villa. Uh, I'm going to go eat a couple chicken fingers with y'all, and then you come to the studio. You know what I'm saying? And that nigga's like, oh, man, Drake's a real cool cat. And then you get the bill, not the bill, but the like, all right, here go your tickets to go back. And then you hit your girl up like, so we leaving? And she be like, oh, no, I'm, I'm straight. <laughs> High pitch. Right. High pitch. Right. So, but, right. <laughs> um, and then this nigga goes on social media and it cries, right, to, to us. And half the niggas feel bad and half the niggas don't. But my thing is more so her mindset, right? Because niggas always talk about, nigga, I'm about to risk it all. Right? So clearly she had a good nigga, a good trusted nigga that allowed you to come all the way to the Bahamas to go sing the hook on Drake. uh, Not feel the hook on Drake. See what I did there. Um, um, Well played. Well, she couldn't sing. No, I think she has like a little following. I didn't go to her Instagram page, but I think she has like followers. You don't need to be able to sing to sing a hook. Right. Um, you heard Tasha on uh I guess Shrugged Bone. Or is that for the love of money? That's for the love of money. Anyway. So I guess her mindset is does she think she's gonna be with Drake? Or is this one story with Drake enough to trick off like the rest of her life? You know what I'm saying? The latter. People make permanent decisions based on temporary situations every fucking day <clears throat> for much simpler shit than this. Like, motherfucker buy you a drink at Jim's place and you might be out of there. <laughs> so, like, yeah, if Drake like, threw you out and shit, you really in trouble. Like, men are to ass and titties as women are to resources if we're using the old SAT fucking analogy fucking format. If you, like... Niggas, if you put niggas on an island with like a hundred thousand chicks that look like Drea, something's probably niggas gonna look at a temporary situation over the permanent situation. Logic is gonna go out the window. If you put a chick in a situation where there are niggas there with large amounts of resources, she's gonna choose the temporary situation 
over the long term situation. Let's look at NBA All Star Weekend. These hoes is not taking none of these niggas nowhere on a permanent situation. But do not let your lady go to NBA All Star Weekend. She like she be hooked up with a nigga who play in fucking Europe. You know what I'm saying? But the nigga make two hundred fifty, three hundred thousand dollars a fucking year, and she'll fucking fall in love with that shit for the next eight hours. That's just what the fuck this shit is. And, or a nigga from Memphis with a big chain that don't play for nobody. Right. Right. <laughs> so I mean, both niggas. But if you look at if you look at pimps, if you look at pimps, half the fucking business model of the pimps is the fucking resources. The resources are never going to transfer to the chick. But the fact that that nigga, at least from an appearance standpoint, has the resources, she's going to naturally gravitate to that nigga. Like that's that's so the draw. I, so I've had this conversation, right? Um, and. I just tell you what it. So, my theory is that men marry for love more so than women. Ooh. And when you tell that to a woman, she's like, "That's not true." It's too late That's in the show for true. this, JJ. It's too late in the show for this. Uh, I, I'm gonna just give y'all a little taste of it before, before we leave from this. Um. Uh, most men. So we get into. Some of the, and I'm not saying it's a right or wrong reason to marry somebody, but we'll get into the marriage and divorce episode later on. But mo- a lot of men, if you want to say they got married for the wrong reason, it might be like, uh, or say he, he didn't get married for love. It's because like, oh man, I got her pregnant. I'm trying to do the right thing. Or, you know, she held me down. I got pregnant. That's the right thing to do. We're still, it's still a level of love, respect, trust. She held me down. A lot of women get married because of biological oh i need to have this baby before i'm x amount of age or they get married because of their own timeline well i want to be married by 25 have a baby by 27 another reason why they get married resources because a nigga because i don't want to work and this nigga's rich and i can learn to love this nigga right so you have more reasons why women get married to a nigga than men like alternative besides love than men do um so i was having this discussion and it kind of just goes back to let's let's say adam and eve right so Uh-oh. god made <laughs> oh god made eve as a companion to adam right like hey you know love nature blah 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 right um adam was there to uh and let's just say men and women's not to go adam and eve Women need, not need, oh, here we go with this. Some women feel like they need a guy who is, like, biologically uh, bigger, faster, stronger, one who can protect, one who can provide. So resources are us, so money is a a sign of providing. So when you have a nigga who makes a million dollars a year, you'd be like, oh, okay. But then you see the nigga that makes $30 $30 million a year, and then like, well, oh shit, look at this shit. And we'll get into the whole Porsche thing later, I believe, on this thing. But it's just kind of how we're wired biologically. So I'm going to leave it at that. I ain't going to get too deep into it, but I mean, y'all can send all the hate mail to me. But I mean, if you think about it, how many women do y'all know they are like, well, no, I mean, I thought I could grow to love them, or they would like, the nigga who I really liked was bullshitting, so I had to gr- hurry up and marry somebody, and this nigga was nice. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's kind of like the whole 
Sierra, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Sierra spent all the time with fucking Future, did all this bullshit, and then met a nigga the opposite of Future and was like, well, let me take this nigga. Good for her, it worked out. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. he's a fucking star quarterback of Seattle Seahawks and she can appreciate that nigga. Some women get with that plan B nigga and realize like, ugh, he's a little too one yeah. way than I like. And then that's when we go to the homecoming the and pussy, the Essence Festival. The pussy and the ovaries be at odds. Huh? The pussy and the ovaries be at odds with each other. Say more. Hey, boy, you're preaching. That's, because ahead. because you look at Future, like, that's the pussy. The pussy tells her, like, hey, I need to go fuck with this Future-ass nigga. But, like, that's not the that's not going to be the long-term plan. You feel me? That's not going to be nation-building and empire-building, and that's not going to get her the most resources. But this quarterback nigga over here, this Russell Wilson-ass nigga, this the nigga who going to satisfy the ovaries. This the nigga I should be popping out multiple motherfucking babies with because this is where the resources are going to come from. Oh, we're going to get this NFL money when we done. We're going to go buy a portion of a motherfucking team. I'm about to be with Revlon. This nigga about to be with motherfucking Perp. Perp Pantene Pro V, whatever the fuck it's going to be. Like, women are calculating and strategic that way. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of times it's pussy versus the ovaries because they got their long-term versus their short-term wealth. And at the end of the day, most times... The short-term nigga ends up losing, even though they're still going to fuck with the short-term nigga for a little while. The hood nigga is going to get his. You're going to have to deal with that. The hood nigga is going to get his at some point in time. But it ultimately ends up with the nigga with the resources, the long-term resources, typically winning out. Whether it's the old white man or the old black man, the sugar daddy, all these niggas that we've grown up with knowing that they exist, these niggas win because they win at the ovary level and not at the pussy level. Right. You can look on your Instagram feed around holidays, Christmas, Valentine's Day, when they have to post a nigga who they've been who's been uh providing them trips for and all that shit. And you can kind of see like, oh, okay, she with the nigga for the money. Which, you know, that's you know, right or wrong. I mean, niggas are with women because of how they physically look, you know what I'm saying? And some women are niggas with niggas because how they wallet look. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's it's just different types of shallowness um i don't think it's shallow i i think it's just what it i think it's what it is i mean i think it's what we're naturally attracted to part of us it's the animal part of us and i think we try to socialize that out and then we get upset and we create these tropes right about cheating and sugar daddies and grooming all these things are ways that we socialize tailoring out all the things we naturally are because we want to we wanna think that we love people for who they are and what they are and how we have conversations and all this. But that's not the case. You could be the nicest guy in the motherfucking world. You know what I'm saying? He's cool. He's a good provider. You got a nice middle class home. You guys drive a motherfucking one of the new Volvos, not the old Volvos with the nice curves and all of that shit. But if she goes to All-Star Weekend with her fucking girls and there's a fucking NBA player... That wants her, not saying she's gonna do anything, but she's in danger. She's in fucking danger. Like she, that nigga who makes fucking Bradley Beal ass nigga. If he wants her, what is she gonna say when he's like, "Why don't y'all come to my fucking beach house or whatever the fuck it is? Come kick it." This nigga's whining and dining with motherfucking 
champagne bottles, fucking caviar, shrimp, all of this type of shit. She's going to fucking go. That's a, <laughs> she's going to fucking go. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean he, at that point, he's offering a situation that you can't provide. It is not negative, but he's offering a situation that you can't provide. So she's already on the hook. You feel me? And no, no, I, I feel you. So it's always on the woman to do that fucking risk assessment, right? So it's like, and hopefully once you're in your 40s or late 30s, like you realize that like this is just a temporary little thing. Um, I would hope. Redouble down. No, because, no, but, down. No, because uh, it's a, it, that's where the permanent um, decision based on a temporary feeling. Like like he's saying, like, you might get pissed off or whatever. Y'all have an argument, and then you go to Essence. And like you say, you run into one of these celebrity niggas or whatever, and, oh, well, we could just go back to the suite. It's no big deal. You know what I'm saying? But everybody already know what time it is with that shit. Motherfuckers, like, to what point, I don't give a fuck how much money I got. If you're not my homegirl or uh, family or best friend or whatever since Martin Luther King not just giving you free motherfucking caviar and shrimp and shit I'm not I'm sorry and I like to think of myself as a nice guy I'm like the anti-future so uh, the you know yeah, yeah I mean, the past and the inverse is still applicable for niggas like we talked about the, the, the women's side like a woman is not about to turn down oh, we about to go to Drake's beach house and just think it's about to get us on yachts he's got swimsuits already bought for us all we gotta do is put them on and go kick it but the inverse is the same with niggas like a nigga is not about to go out and there's like eight chicks and they all bad they look like Dre and like hey why don't you come kick it with me and my homegirls like you know, it's our bachelorette weekend. Like, we're just looking for some people to kick it with. It's just us girls. A niggas, not saying a niggas gonna do anything nefarious, but niggas be like, I mean, shit, I could go there for some chicken wings. You know what I'm saying? I could go there at least, like, go kick, crack the grill up, you know what I'm saying, and get them started. Like, it's the fucking inverse. Like, but, but I feel like the woman's side is more accepted, right? So, like, yeah, because they set the cause narrative. Because chick, chicks are like, well, it was Drake. What what the fuck you think? You know what I'm saying? We go. don't. And they be like, get, so what if you're niggas can't be like, because, did you see the ass on that motherfucker? Because like, but that's we, what I'm saying. But because our celebrity crush, like women, don't troll the clubs and the VIP areas for niggas to take back to the suite. I don't think. Maybe they do. You know what I'm saying? But I don't. I don't see that shit happening on a day to day. You know but what I think. Saying? I think they're opportunists, though. Like, I mean, even like the shit. Like, we could go into the Porsche shit. She she pulled a nigga that made I don't believe all this, but they said the nigga that she stole made forty her forty million. Her man at the time, her baby daddy made ten. So so, so yeah, just stop point, so though. so just stop right there. Just stop right there. You could talk with a you could talk with a woman today about the whole situation that went down, right? And she's like, uh, well, yeah, you know, well, you know, that's kind of fucked up. But as soon as you say, but he makes forty million, it's like, oh. Exactly. What? I said, what now? I now the story has changed. As soon as you give a dollar amount, the story has changed. For one, they made the nigga more beautiful than he was when he found out about the forty million. But then they were like, it's competition, and that's like, okay, there you go. But goddamn, I mean, okay, if I made ten million, that still ain't nothing to sneeze at. It's not like. 10 oh, million is very impressive. 10 million and this <laughs> nigga's a fucking team lead at the call center. Like, but to resources and like as we are as 
as primal beings. Like, oh man, 10, 30 is more than 10. Yeah. Well, I don't get with this 30. You can have a chick with titties and ass, but if another chick with bigger titties and bigger ass comes through, it's like, mm, you're in conflict. Not saying you're going to do anything, but it's a thought. You're in conflict. You know what I'm saying? 10 is great, but, I, but bitch, there's 30 million over here. What does that buy? What size is that yacht? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just the nature of the conversation. And the resources. Yeah. I mean, it is what... And also, going back to your I question, Chef. <laughs> going back to your question, Chef. So, women are also the referees. That's why it's unfair. Mm. Right? So, it's okay for women to chase resources because who's the judge? Women are the judge. Whatever we do is going to be fucked up, regardless. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you went right. over there to them fucking chick's house... And you grilled steaks for them. You didn't pull your dick out of nothing. You just grilled eight steaks for them because they were just having a bachelorette party and you did that. You're a fucking scumbag for cooking meat. They right. could go to motherfucking fucking NBA to fucking NBA All-Star weekend, like just because they suck dick and didn't have sex, like it's all good. Like it like <laughs> it's it's just like a crazy ass fucking judgment motherfucking vacuum, you know what I'm saying? We're not the we're not the referees, so it's always gonna be fucked up, not in our favor. And let me tell you what's not in our favor too, right? Since we're just talking about not in our favor, these um, these lists, right? Uh -oh. Like, well, if you ever if you have three people on your list, right? So say she's like, all right, Drake, Trey Songs, and fucking Malik Yoba, right? And then you're like, well, I Nia Long, uh, fucking uh, whoever, Melissa Ford, and fucking whoever the fuck, Tiana Rihanna, right? Rihanna. The odds that any three of them women are going to be where you are and be like, you know what? Not saying that y'all niggas are Reggie, but I'm going to give these Reggie niggas some pussy, right? <laughs> I'm talking about everything has to be aligned. That's what I was but saying. You catch, right, but you catch a drunk Trey Songs in the club. Oh, yeah. And they, right. Oh, yeah. Especially if you find out you're married. He's like, I'm going to do this for sport. Right. Sport like, fucking. Niggas, like, niggas... Will just be fucking just because you look good, you know what I'm saying, and and that's it. So yeah. like the odds of us completing our list opposed to you, like the odds are way in your favor. Yeah. You know way what I'm saying? In your or, favor. Yeah, for tribute, nigga. Like because well. as soon as you try to go by a, uh, a group of chicks VIP. And like get some of their drink and like, oh, broke ass nigga. This nigga. <laughs> right. You know right. what I'm saying? Like. This shit is just not set up to win. It's not. It's not set up to win. Hell, especially in this day, you could be a high thousand here, and a chick still won't fuck with you. Oh, what kind of bottles you got at your fucking uh, VIP table? Oh, you don't have this bottle. I can't fuck with you. Like damn, bitch. I got a motherfucking table with bottles. Girl, this nigga put eighty seven in his car. Ugh. Right. Like you can't do that. This nigga drive. That's why you drive all three. You missing three fucking hole caps. Anybody say nothing about that? Right. Bitch, you drove here with your fucking homegirls in the back seat. <laughs> Y'all ain't even have a room. That club is the great, is the great equalizer. <laughs> right. That club. You don't know what's what until you get outside and see right. U-Haul. Yeah. Everybody. Today in a U-Haul. Right. Everybody right. drove to the club <laughs> in the G-Wagon inside the club. I mean, even to that point right there, how many... Damn. How many chicks have gone somewhere with no room, no plan, or nothing, but we about to find some niggas in the club and work all that shit out? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. <laughs> that shit used to happen for spring break, though. Spring break, homecoming, essence, all the shit we done talked about, it happens. Yeah. 
But your plan can unravel. Walk around, walk yeah. around the lobby with their fucking phone like they yeah. working a business deal. Yeah, a <laughs> man's plan, a man's plan will unravel faster outside the club than a woman's will. Because soon as you step outside the club, like if your story doesn't match, oh yeah, absolutely, like it's over. But a woman is like, mm, this bitch is not who she said she was, but she still has that ass. So <laughs> we gonna make it work. Well, man, you get work. Motherfucker done killed several people and stolen hella identities. Ooh, got in the Uber. Ooh, what? Well, that Uber the great equalizer too. Because if you think, <laughs> hold on. But let's go back. Let's go back to the U-Haul truck. Let's go back to the U-Haul truck. So the chicks got in the U-Haul truck and said, "All we got to do is make it to Atlanta." Was it, it was Atlanta, right? It was Atlanta. Yeah, and we're gonna be straight. As long as we're cute, we in the U-Haul truck, all we gotta do is make it to land and we're gonna be straight. A nigga cannot think like that. A nigga can't say we're gonna hop in a U-Haul truck and all we gotta do is go to Atlanta and we're gonna be straight. Cause we know at some point in time we have to come back to the U-Haul truck. And that chick is gonna see that fucking U-Haul truck. I mean, unless I, I don't know what type of women you mess with, but the woman's right. gonna come back to the U-Haul truck and be like, nope, not doing it. Can't do it, won't do it. What about uh the girl who started to go find me talking about she needed some money to get home? She was expecting some uh her stimulus check to come and it didn't. And motherfuckers was really like shooting her bread. You know what I'm saying? Like a dude couldn't do that. Oh. The ill thing about her was she wasn't even cute though. I didn't know how she pulled that off. A nigga mama would Let die. They'll start to go find me and not get nothing. Let me tell right. you. Chicks get hot like <laughs> Once once it hits like three o'clock in the morning, them fours become eights. You know what I'm saying? Like so many times they women will come up on niggas out of their league just cause they at the right place at the right time. You know what I'm saying? Like a dick like I think we talk about this. A nigga be like, Well fuck, ain't ain't we ain't got nothing to come to the room? And he just sees the U Haul girl yeah. like, Man, what y'all doing? Yeah, nothing y'all in the U-Haul. Get and that's what it's like. Y'all come through. Shit. Well, man, get work. Which I'm about to get into. <laughs> that shit's insane. Man, man I'm trying to get this food. My homegirl, she over there on the phone and shit, man. We'll probably come. What y'all number is? Right. right. Oh, what, what they say now? What your IG is? How, how that even? How that stuff work now? But hopefully, you got our IG now. Don't, don't pull those moves no more. The, the straggler. Hey man, your playbook is your playbook. Your playbook don't change. I don't know. Niggas' playbooks have changed. Nah, uh, niggas, niggas be having money now. I think st- still, still now. fundamental offense, though. There might be some window dressing to it, but it's still the fundamental offense. Yeah, but some things ain't worth it. Niggas, again, niggas be like, ah. You say it's more conservative or more aggressive? Ah, man. Niggas. Hmm. Talk. <laughs> What's going on? I want to know. No, no. I just want to learn. Like I understand your perspective. Hey man, so May's masturbation month. Sometimes it's just better to go home and just beat your meat. You know. Uh-huh. That's always the best thing to do. But it never works out that way. Oh man. You know what? I should go home and beat and beat my meat. But just chicken is you all kind of straight. It's three o'clock in the morning. I fought with her. The funny thing is when the chicken is if you all try to have that coy. five minutes to beat your meat. <laughs> huh? Uh, oh. 
I don't need your beat. I don't need your beat your meat time. Right time. (laughs) (laughs) Shit look like he cut on slow music to beat his beat. (laughs) Think a baby oils himself up. We are. This nigga, this nigga fucking is naked to go to Zoom meetings. What you think he doing? This nigga's filthy. (laughs) Definitely a filthy nigga. Nah, man, my masturbation habits are just as typical as any other grown American man. How would you You know what the masturbation habits of another grown man are? I'm assuming everybody goes to finds a website that they use, like their website of choice, Google's their genre choice, and gets to work for. Two minutes and gets back to gets back to life. That's that's the that's the game. I don't got time for googling, man. I got my I got my stuff preset, man. I told you about the time oh, I had to dry rub. I told you the time. I'll tell you all that another time. I think I talked about it. I had to do a dry rub when I went to go to the clinic. Uh, no, I remember you said something about they had to make sure the shit took or something. Yeah, we'll talk about that on another episode. We'll have time for that. I don't think. Remind me. That is the masturbation. That was that was a horrible experience, but yeah. No, a dry, a dry, a dry HJ is one of the worst things ever. A dry HJ. When I when I had to give a um, when I had to give a sample, they had like the the lube there, but I I think I said told y'all like it had been used, so I thought it was like I don't want to use use lube like the yeah like the toothpaste thing like the yeah. whatever. Yeah. But I Somebody I tried to it. I tried to jack, dry jack and it was just not happening. I tried a dry jack with no service. So, no service. So, there was no Wi Fi. So, there's no porn. Like, when's the last time you jacked off the memory? Oh. They had two Playboys and a GQ when I went. When I, when I went to the wrong place, so they didn't have none of them materials. This nigga jacked off a Jiffy Lube, nigga. What the hell was you <laughs> He was at the wrong place. Hey, no, real talk. I I rub one out. I rub one out, and I had to cut and a sample, and I returned it to the desk. They were like, "Oh, I'm sorry, sir. We don't do that here." Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> he gave me the cup. The chick gave me the cup because I came there specifically to give uh, a sample. I see what you and I was in the I was in the back, and I, mean, I could hear people like laughing and giggling through the door because I was like in the room, like trying to get this nut out. And there was no Wi-Fi. Like I said, there was no porn, no stimulus, and nothing. And I finally got that shit out, and I came out like finally, and I gave it to the chick. She's like, "No, I'm sorry, sir, we don't do that here." And yeah, my feelings was hurt. Nah, I, 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 brought, I don't like her out here. So what'd you do with the cup? Oh, I dropped it off with the bitch. Like I don't have nothing to do with it. What I'm gonna do? Take the cup? I dropped, left that shit on her desk. You can do with the semen what you will. So why did they give you the cup or whatever? Like right. I, don't, I, I don't get. It. What did they want you to do? They want to clown you? I don't get it. Well, I mean, they do that at some of those spots, right? But that particular spot wasn't a site to do that. And I guess the chick at the front desk either knew that and wanted to be an asshole, or she didn't know that. But the people in the back knew that. You know what I'm saying? But Yeah, when I gave myself, I had a similar experience. When I brought it back up to the front, she was like, uh, you're supposed to leave that back there. Well, I'm like, bitch, you didn't give me no instructions <laughs> right. on what to do. With the right. They do that shit on purpose. You gave, you gave me the cup. I'm gonna return the cup to you. You right. didn't say return to sender. In there, she looked at me like I was gross. 
Yeah, right. <laughs> I got back there. I dropped my dick for 37 minutes. Then I put the, 37 minutes. Then I put the fucking super lube on there, so I didn't have no fucking traction on my shit. So now I just fucking. <laughs> <laughs> you need to slide. They give you Neo more when you left. Oh, nigga. Bro, it's a horrible experience, man. Jesus Christ. It's not clean. It's not like a nice soft couch at your house or something. So, you know, in the bed. You know, it's nothing like that. And it's on demand because people are waiting for you to do your sample. Oh, you can't go in there. There's already a nigga back there. Oh, you got you to gotta wait. I'm about to get my shit fixed, but that's, this shit sounds very unpleasant in general. I'll just have a long conversation before I, I provide any samples. This is helpful. Um, what so, happened now, so when you go and give your sample to test after you get fixed, you can do it at home and just bring it in. You just got a time limit by which you got to return it back. See. It's like 45 minutes you neck go bad? Huh? Till the neck go bad? Yeah, eventually it'll deteriorate and it'll be unable to check the sample. What's he, the time? Not 45 minutes to an hour after you. Oh, perfect. Okay, cool. I can do that. Yeah. I don't. I don't want nothing in a hospital. So well, you masturbated in your car before, but between like your break at work. Yeah, right. I it wasn't. It was in the bathroom. <laughs> Correction. It was in the bathroom, bitch. Right. <laughs> My car. It was in conference room G. Right. What, what type of savage do you think that I am? Uh, speaking of savages, so. Ben Affleck and J-Lo then got back together after J-Lo broke it off with her nigga. I don't believe in, like, so what's y'all's stance on going back? Like, just, like, have you ever went back to an ex, like, like, you know, before nigga was married, after whatever? Have you ever went back to an ex? I don't see the value in it. I don't think going back to an ex would be so bad if people didn't fucking have a stigma about going back to your fucking ex. I mean, sometimes, I mean... A lot of times you just keep playing your hand and you're at the craps table and you keep thinking you're going to fucking make more money. But at some point in time, you'll be like, oh, well, bitch, I might just make a hundred tonight and that's just what it is. I just need to walk away. There are situations where people will like, well, I left my ex and I realized that I really had a good situation and I really need to go back to that bitch. So I don't think there's anything wrong with doing that. But I think the problem is there's so much stigma and there's so much pressure for men and women to not go backwards but like, no, nah, I can't fuck with that shit. I can't go back because I look like a fool. You know what I'm saying? I think that I think that's more so the reason why a lot of people don't go back, as opposed to I just really can't stand this person, so I won't go back. Yeah, I mean, I've been fortunate enough to to uh, deal with some cool chicks, so like going back isn't really a big thing. And it depends what you're going back for. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're just going back because they were cool, y'all had a good time, and might have some good sexual chemistry or just, just good chemistry in general, uh, which it seems like that's what they did, like, you know, that's cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, who who cares? Like, at this age, anyway, like, who cares about stigmas and all that other bullshit? Like, yeah. but, oh, that nigga went back to LaTanya. LaTanya had some good blessings, so... You know what I'm saying? Like, right. <laughs> and, she, yeah. and she can hook a steak up. So, I mean... Right. Just little things. All right. 
Um, yeah, as long as it's not no bad blood, I think that shit only gets to be a problem when you be done drug a motherfucker name through the mud. Like, they wasn't this, they wasn't that, fuck right. them, fuck their family, da da da. Then you go back and it's like, well, wait a minute now. Right. Other than that, who cares? But the funny thing is, is this nigga Ben Affleck was like macking via like emails. <laughs> like, that dude was like sending her emails, like, oh, nigga, I seen that picture on IG. Like, I don't know if he thought it was just more, uh, if it was just slicker, nigga, more, co- more, more covert. <laughs> if he did it via email, then the DM, which is hilarious, but nigga, that shit worked. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, Dirty dirty Mac 1, you know what I'm saying? A-Rod 0. I guess it, guys. But you don't have to take my word for it. You've rocked with us this far in the podcast. Obviously, you like something. Go ahead. Visit Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. Show your love. Show your support. We love providing quality content for you guys. We do it absolutely free of charge. We do it out the kindness of our heart. But the way that you increase our footprint, increase the popularity of this podcast, is to support. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And as always, if your shit is hot enough, it just might be on the show. Now, for the With All Due Respects. With all due respect, um, we're turning the corner, rounding the bend, uh, headed to summer. I know everybody is ready to like get out, hang out, have fun. And I probably said this shit before. I know I, I feel like I have anyway. But the pandemic is still out here. I'm not here to tell people to um, take the vaccine or not or any of those kinds of things or don't go nowhere or go everywhere, whatever the fuck. All that is up to your own discretion. But just, like, keep in mind the other people. And I think we should all be respectful of other people's choices. Like, if I don't want to get a vaccine or whatever, it's irresponsible to me to go to the fucking mosh pit at the Green Day concert and then just come back kicking around people like that shit is cool. So, um, you know, everybody's chomping at the bit to get out and hang out, and that's cool, but just be responsible. Um, maybe the pan- maybe uh, coronavirus never goes away. I don't know, but just be mindful of your choices and try to make good choices and just be considerate of other people. Like that's kind of the main thing I'm saying. Like people are kind of being reckless and then they're shaming people um, into, you know, trying to force their hand. Oh, this shit is stupid. Don't take the vaccine. Fuck that. It's a government conspiracy. All that shit. Like none of that shit is cool. So, um, you know, get ready to, get uh back out and start doing shit start working on your marinades and your rubs and shit you can practice in the oven and um get ready to hit the grills and like hang out and have fun man with all due respect with all due respect uh first of all piggybacking off 5000 i did get my first shot um last the week before last meeting pod but i would i'm not gonna push my thoughts in terms of getting vaccinated or not, but be safe, take care of your family. A good way of doing that is getting vaccinated. So that's just my little spiel on that. But going forward, um, as far as, so I, I talked about how I got butt ass during the meeting. It wasn't like, I mean, it was funny kind of, I guess, not to me at the time, but it's more, it, it, it screams to the 
importance of having balance. I think we're all, especially during the pandemic, have been more work oriented because we're in our homes. Our homes have become our offices. Our homes have become not just work, like a place of refuge and peace and, and quiet and kind of tranquility, but it's also become, you know, the epicenter of our more stressful moments because we're also having to work at, at the same time. So with that said, I think it's important to be mindful and I'm taking this advice from myself um, to get that balance. Um, do it through uh, mental health days, do it through kind of setting um, stronger boundaries between what is work and what is not um, in your day to day. Um, I think it's important just just to keep your keep your wits about you. I mean, stay staying effective in terms of be, of being a good employee, being a good uh, parent, being a good husband. Uh, you need to have those type of boundaries in place. Do things for yourself. Take care of yourself. Um, make sure you spend hours doing things that kind of just make you happy. That's key. Um, don't don't be like me, where you kind of get back into the wall and you end up butt ass in a meeting. It's just not cool. It's important to have balance. It's important to have some measure of peace, um, because if you don't have any of that, you're gonna be uh, having to sacrifice a lot more on the back end, your health, uh, your balance, uh, your perception from your family. So be mindful of all that shit um, and take care of yourself with all due respect. With all due respect, uh, I think people are born with a whole gene. Well, some people are born with a whole gene. Um, I think you either have it or you don't. Um, you know if you have the whole gene because you have hoed at one point in your life, or maybe you're hoeing now. Uh, I just want to let y'all know um, there is help. Uh, you just being a hoe is kind of like being a crackhead, right? Um, you have to take it one day at a time. Um, don't look at the rest of your life like, oh man, I'll never be able to hoe again. Just take it one day at a time. You know, you wake up, you don't send, you know, those inappropriate texts. You know what I'm saying? You don't wake up and, you know, look at porn and, you know, beat your meat at work and things of that nature. You know what I'm saying? You just take it one day at a time, and before you know it, uh, well, you'll never not be a hoe because, you know, you're still a hoe. You're just a hoe in recovery like alcoholics and crackheads with all due respect. I didn't expect that. All right. So with all due respect, I mean, as people, we have to learn how to embrace life. Um, there's a meme, not a meme, a video going on right now that's really that's viral, I guess. There's a little white boy lining up against the black boy in a football. They're doing, what is it, Oklahoma drill or something like that. Not Oklahoma drill, but they're just doing a drill. And the black boy lays a little white boy out. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was a massive hit. You know what I'm saying? Everybody like, ah, oh, damn, that nigga don't need to play football no more. And they clowning him and shit like that. And I go back and think, I mean, I had that same moment. You know what I'm saying? I've had a moment similar to that when I played football. And I think about it, I'm like, that's one of the few moments in my life where I remember what happened, right, from that time period. It's an indelible part of my of my of my psyche, you know what I'm saying, of what I remember. And it's something that I embrace upon my life and I look back on it fondly, even though it wasn't a pleasant experience, but that is a part of my life. 
sometimes I look at the scars on my body sometimes and I'm like, oh, I remember when I got that scar. I remember how that happened or why that happened. You know what I'm saying? Those are the things that we remember. Those are the things that we embrace, not so much the, you know, the good memories or the materialistic memories. There's always something that happened to us bad, something that's indelible upon our bodies. And we sometimes we forget to embrace that. So as we go through these things in our lives, we go through these issues with relationships or we have these emotional scars or these physical scars. Don't forget that your life is still being lived, even if you may not be rich, even if you may not be the boss that you want to be, even if you haven't reached the zenith that you think that you will someday reach, that is still life that is lived. And you need to embrace that. You need to love that. You know what I'm saying? Because one day you'll be sitting prayerfully, you'll be sitting, you know, talking to your grandkids or somebody else's grandkids, or your grandnieces or your grandnephews, telling them about this life that you've lived. But if you don't stop to embrace this life that you live, you'll never be able to tell them that. Oftentimes we live our lives as if we're watching TV, right? We live our lives like it's one big reality show. We have friends over our houses houses, and they're going through shit and we don't really experience it with them. We kind of just respond on auto response. Like, oh man, that's fucked up. Don't worry about that. And they go come back. Da, 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Oh, don't worry about it. You know what I'm saying? Oh girl, she da, 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 da. Oh girl, she on that bullshit. And we don't look at that as a meaningful experience. We're just providing support for our friends, so on and so forth. But that is a meaningful life experience that that person takes with them. That's an experience that we should take with us as well. And as we go through this thing called life, man, like we may not ever be rich. We may not ever be bosses. We may not ever be what we think of ourselves in our mind, but that is still life lived. So live every moment to its truest. Live every moment like it means something. Even if you get knocked on your fucking ass, just remember... That when you get knocked on your ass, you'll probably remember that more than when you knock somebody else on their ass. That's just the way that life works. But don't forget, remember it, embrace it, love it with all due respect.